Culture and Psychology with Tabana. Hello to our Radio Bomb.Dot listeners. Uh, today, we are, I am sitting as usual with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alex Andrade, two of my colleagues from uh, Tabana organization that uh, we work together. Uh, Tabana is a nonprofit organization um, helping youth and adults and just all um, people, all ages that they need support psychologically. And also we always talk about culture because we believe culture is a big part of a person. So today um, we are going to talk about International Women's Day, which was March 8th. And uh, since uh, our conversation is a few days past that um, celebration of the International Women's Day, uh, we decided to, to talk about it and celebrate uh, the women. Um, I just wanted to start with just a little bit of the history of women, and then my colleagues will jump in. Women of the world want and deserve an equal future free from stigma, stereotypes, and violence, a future that's sustainable, peaceful, with equal rights and opportunities for all. To get us there, the world needs women at every table where decisions are being made. This year, the theme for International Women's Day, which was March 8th on Monday, Women in Leadership, Achieving an Equal Future in COVID-19 World. So we um, actually uh, observed and noticed that how much women were involved in COVID-19 during the time that we all were um, um, observing how women were forefront of the battle against COVID-19 as frontline and health sector workers, as scientists, doctors, caregivers, yet they get paid 11% less globally than their male, male counterparts. An analysis of COVID-19 task teams from 87 countries found only 3.5% of them had gender parity. So friends and colleagues, today we are going to talk about this um, important, um, you know, uh, people um, in, in all over the world that are uh, forefront of uh, important health issues that we witnessed, especially this year. COVID-19 showed us how women jumped in. And in every clip of news that we saw, there was always a few women working so hard to save people's lives. Those were the ones that they were holding hands of people in IQs and last had the uh, last breath of life. And they were helping them talking to the family. That caring spirit, that caring that is in women in every aspect of life is always um, essential. We know that in families, the the role of women, we know in uh, education, the role of women, in health sectors, the role of women, in every aspect that specifically, there's that genuine care, there's always uh, women involved. So I just wanted to open this conversation today. 
Yes, this is Dr. Alex Andrade. Uh, hello, everybody. I wanted to just jump in. I, I think this is such an important topic. I'm glad we're talking about it. Uh, I have to say, you know, I think it's something that I, I wasn't really informed about as far as like the history and the background of it. So uh, yeah, it was a good topic. And hopefully, uh, listeners can can learn some things too in regards to you know what this is. One of the things I didn't realize was that International Women's Day has been around since 1911. And so it's just a uh, a long history. I think it's it's one of those things where nowadays there's this uh, you know with the hashtags and and social media things can seem like you know there's there's uh, things are are popping up and cropping up so new and it's hard to keep track of these things uh, sometimes. Uh, it, but this is something that's been around for a long time and it's been relevant. It seems like for a very long time. So definitely worth celebrating and acknowledging. I think it's easy to cast this in a in a lot of ways, and I think a lot of times people get against this sort of change, what we're thinking of as. But I like to quote from Gloria Steinem, who said, the story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no single feminist, nor to any one organization, but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. It's important to realize that we are all in this whole thing together. And we all have to pull each other. And to the extent that we divide ourselves to this group or that group, it, it begins to pull us. It's the house divided. So I like what she said, because it's not just one group pulling for this, but it's collective efforts for everybody who cares about human rights. Who doesn't care about human rights? Absolutely. And, and I believe, just like we had other conversations in the past regarding different issues, you know, when you talk about immigrants, if immigrants raise the issue and inequality or problems that uh, they face, they're going to say, oh, of course, they're immigrants. That's why they're talking about this. But if other people raise the concern, the effect is way more. So when it comes to women's issue, I always feel like if men stand up for women, it's a huge um improvement in getting to where they want to go because uh, as we know the history shows that who was it who was a standing against women um, usually men in charge usually government that was filled with positions that men were carrying but if men care about that i remember at one point we were talking about uh abigail smith that married um one of the presidents, as we talked about, she was the one who was always telling her husband as a president of the United States, uh, President um, Adam, that um, um, always remember women. Don't forget that in all the um, rules, regulations, laws, um, if you and the men in charge in Congress don't think of women, who would? So when we go back to the history, men were in charge and usually they were putting women aside and they didn't want them to be part of, or maybe they didn't know any better because they were thinking women are taking care of the children. And uh, after women showed their ability to be able to not only take care of the children, but also being able to 
um, carry uh, more responsibilities and become in charge. And we know in many sectors of the government, in organizations, in business, women are very organized and they can do a very good job. And also that caring part in them and the relationship they establish in everywhere they go, uh, it, it just brings... Um, a lot of good points in staff, in members, in groups. So there are so many good qualities in women that they can um, add to the qualities of men that they bring to the forefront. And it's really important to realize when we talk about only women um, specifically, is because there's still way to go in order to get um, to equality with men, especially in countries that we know sometimes religion is uh, so um, creating so much barrier in bringing women um, to the front line with uh, men. But also I know in some countries that that's the, the situation where the religion actually prevents women from, um, you know, having different jobs and roles in the countries. But it's really interesting that the ability in entering to universities, difficult, doing difficult tasks, being creative, just brings them um, to the um, face of the world in good things that they do. So anyways, as a woman, I don't want to talk too much about the woman's abilities because then that becomes, uh, <laughs> you know, only me talking about women. So yeah, I like but to- but you can. You're you're the authority uh, to some degree in this way, I would say. Or yeah, uh, at least, but I but mean- uh, this is what I think. I mean, there's so much potential in women in every area if they train themselves and if they practice and exercise. Uh, they can do great jobs uh, and, and jobs that in the past was only for men. Um, women showed that uh, they have great capability and abilities to do those jobs. You know, when you were talking, it reminded me the idea of like women behind men yet still being empowered. I was thinking a couple of sayings that I've heard over the years and and how these, you know, little sayings that we have in our society and our culture just kind of, they could be double edged in a way where they reemphasize the woman is behind the man while also still being empowered. Like, for example, one of the, the one of the, the sayings is, uh, you know, behind every good demand, there's a woman. Um, but again, even that is like this idea that the woman is behind the man versus like being equal. I've also heard the saying, uh, the man is the, the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. So she can influence and, and kind of direct where his energy and focus is. Um, and so it's just interesting because it's like the secondary role, yet still being one of notable power, um, whether it's, uh, you know, behind a good man, uh, there's a woman, whether in his work or career or family, um, those things could apply in that way. I think a good question to ask, how did this develop? Mm. How did the situation develop? To me, when I think of that question, it, it comes about that it, it emphasizes the point that we are talking about the evolving state, that it is evolving. And it's not like there used to be some good old days where things were perfect and then they got screwed up and now we're trying to fix it. It's like, you know, little by little, we're, we're all making our way. The whole thing 
the whole society, whatever culture you are, we're all learning. We're all trying to learn and we're trying to get things to where they are better. And the reason I bring that up is because it's important also to realize it's not that every single male has stepped on women or gotten in the way of his progress. And we don't want to forget that some men have been champions all the way through. There may be a majority of men who have blocked it, or there may be a men in power who have blocked it or didn't promote it. But we do, I think, want to at least acknowledge, yeah, there are men that have been helpful here. So I'm very much against blanket statements. All men this, all women that, men this, women that. I hate those arguments when I brought up in the therapy room. Men this, don't get this, or men that. I I don't traffic in them. Maybe there's, there's a lot. And the reason we don't want to do that, I think, is because you don't want to alienate some potential ally. No, absolutely, Dan. I'm with you. Um, when we talk about this, we are talking about the rule of 80-20, always the majority, there's always in every aspect we talk, there's uh, always the rule of 80-20, there's always majority and minority. We're not talking about those great men who actually fight for this uh, equality. There, there are so many good um, people everywhere in every aspect that they think of um, they think of the goodness of everybody, not just because I'm man, I'm a man. So I want all these um, rules and laws and, um, you know, um, preferences for men. Uh, they, they think of women as a partner. They, they think of a woman as uh, someone equal to themselves. There's so many men I know that in uh, conferences that internationally uh, are held that they attend, they're good speakers for women. I've seen so many of them. And also I see even in places that women in um, religion um, are totally based on the religion they're behind but they're even in those countries there are men who are fighting for that and they say religion is a different aspect of the government and society but women need to be part of everything so they're fighting for, for women so we're not absolutely i'm with you so let's just have a short break and come back to continue our conversation شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من به اتفاق دو تن از همکارانم از شرکت توانا که یک شرکت غیر انتفاعی در امور فرهنگی و روانشناسی هست در خدمتتون هستیم روزهای شنبه و شنبه دکتر الکساندراده و دکتر دانیل راکر شنبه ها و یک شنبه ها گفتگو داریم باشون در مورد مسائل روانشناسی و فرهنگی و امروز در مورد سال روز جشن زنان که راجب تاریخ و گذشته و اینکه نیازی که جامعه به همراهی زنان در تمام امور داره صحبت میکنیم یک بریک کوتاه میگیم و میدیم و برمیگردیم در خدمتون هستیم زمنان فراموش نکنید که روزهای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت دوازد تا یکی بعد از ظهر صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوید و اگر کسانی هستن در منزل که علاقمندن برنامه روانشناسی رو به زبان انگلیسی گوش بدن ازشون دعوت کنید که این برنامه رو روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه فراموش نکنن 
We are back with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi, and today we are talking about International Women's Day, which was on Monday, March 8th, and because this week um, actually could be celebrated because of women, we continue this celebration, and um, today we talked about um, the uh, history, a little bit of history background, and uh, that the COVID-19 has exacerbated existing gender inequalities with reports of rising violence against women, as well as higher adverse economic impacts caused both by increased um, uppaid caregiving and the fact that women work in more uh, insecure, low-paid and informal jobs. Women of color uh, indigenous genuous um, uh, women and youth face uh, compounded risks and barriers. Um, we are living through a gender inequality crisis and Generation Equality Forum offers. Uh, this is something that I wanted to actually tell my friends that uh, there's a program called Equality by 2030 and I'm just actually reading part of their beliefs and what is on their sites. Uh, and they say we are living through a gender inequality crisis and the Generation Equality Forum, which they are, they offer a critical opportunity to confront it. So they're actually upfront facing the um, you know, obstacles and issues that there are on the way and they're fighting for women. And they say over 25 years after the landmark um, of uh, women's Beijing Women's Conference public uh, rhetoric on gender equality has not been matched by action and implementation. They actually are today claiming to have achieved gender equality. So um, there's a lot of uh, information online and our listeners can actually search for it. But uh, today uh, we are having a casual conversation about um, Women's um, International Day and also now that it's end of the week, we are continuing to um, celebrate Women's Day. What ways do you think we can celebrate Women's Day? By talking about it and I, by, by bringing issues, by encouraging men, I think everywhere they listen to us to actually come forth. And um, I think it's some sort of transformation needs to happen. You know, just like anything in life, you have to really deeply believe in something so that you walk with it. You know, if men in the families act equally with women raising children, children learn that from their parents, from their father, from their mother. Just equality has to come, believe in equality has to come from within. So I, I really believe um, everything has to be celebrated, no matter if there's a day for it or not, as long as we know it's the right thing to do. But specifically, even some um, issues come like women's inequality that causes we have a day to celebrate and remind everyone that women needs to be celebrated. When we get to a point that we don't need any celebration, any uh, 
you know, just mentioning of that separate day, that means we are at the point that everything is equal and we don't need to really talk about it because on this day, everywhere around the world, especially in places that women are way behind uh, the pace with men, this, uh, this sort of celebration reminds everyone that um, especially when they hear from experts, when they hear what women go through around the world, even today, as we are talking, if you turn the magazine, the women's magazine, there's every single second, there are many women who are being um, raped, or um, they have been in a violence against them. Um, so, I mean, we are talking about men with uh, a physical, um, you know, strength that they have, if we can compare physically, obviously men are heavier, they're stronger, they're taller, generally speaking. Um, so obviously, physically, they're stronger. So that a strength shouldn't give them permission to behave differently, you know, but we know that this is not true everywhere. Um, fortunately, we're living in a world today that there's so many men that they believe in this equality, they're fighting for women, they're um, forefront of every line that they're fighting for women, which this is something that we really need. Just like other issues that we have, if people who are not involved in this, but they come and they help, those are the ones that are very effective. Related to that, I think it does um, need to occur on that the larger scale, like acknowledging things like uh, International Women's Day, but then also on the one-on-one scale. I, and, and particularly as a man, I think it's one of those things where, you know, to recognize our blind spots and have those people in our life sometimes not educate us, not put it on them. You know, obviously we want to inform and educate ourselves as, you know, maybe having some, some privilege that we're not fully aware of. Um, but I think it's also helpful. It's been helpful for me when I've been kind of called out on it. I'm remembering a, a colleague uh, who I was involved in association with had mentioned uh, comments being made kind of in a way that didn't really acknowledge uh, both of our contributions to a project. And so um, she had felt as though, you know, I was the only one kind of getting um, the, the, the accolades associated with that. And it was one of those things where it was, it was small and subtle, but significant. It was just even in the, the wording and the way that the person commented on it. And so rather than, you know, uh, kind of, you know, fighting this and, and trying to, you know, justify it. Like I really wanted to hear her and, and kind of imagine what that must feel like to know that you contribute to something yet not get that uh, acknowledgement. So when, you know, that happened uh, again, that it created the opportunity uh, for me to be able to say, well, yeah, no, me and her uh, worked on this together, actually, you know, we you know, worked on this project. And so the person who was like, oh, great job, Alex. I was like, no, it was me and her that did this. And so, and, and she, and she shared with me, she was grateful for that. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you shouldn't have to be grateful to get the uh, accolades acknowledgement for the work that you've done. But again, it seemed like it was just this subtle uh, a kind of way of, you know, almost discounting or not fully acknowledging her efforts. And so for me, that made, 
me more attuned to like, oh, I need to be aware of that. Because I, I can just hear that as like, oh, you did a good job too, Alex. But it could also sound like, oh, you're the only one getting that acknowledgement. What do you think was behind that, Alex? Do you think that was just a tendency to only recognize male? How yeah, you- I think I think it was an old, an older individual and he, he maybe didn't realize, you know, the the impact of how he was saying it. Um, he may have not been informed that me and this other individual weren't working on it. I don't think that was the case. I think he just defaulted to, you know, oh, Alex did that. And so it was one of those things where it was like, no, me and her did that. And so, and again, it may have not been malicious. I don't think it was malicious on his part at all. But again, I think, and again, this can happen a lot where it's just that, you know, missed opportunity or missed uh, acknowledgement um, that can send a, a detrimental message to a person such as a woman that they're not valued equally in that way. And so it's something that I've since then tried to become more aware of, even in, in how I communicate, you know, how I uh, respond, um, trying to, you know, be more equal in that way. And again, not, not that I think that person or myself walks around being unequal, but I think it's one of those things where in our society, uh, as we were saying, these views and ideas are perpetuated so we can fall into that trap pretty easily. Uh, and so sometimes we have to be a, a little bit more alert to that. So it can be a combination of things that we've, you know, been acculturated to, as well as just how society, um, the norms, if you will. And so we can work, I think, as as allies, we can work to try to uh, individually kind of challenge those and counter those. Yeah, even if something's not malicious, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Exactly. Still True. Mm-hmm. But Alex, I want to, now that you brought uh a question for me that even aside from being a man or woman recognition at the right time for everyone it's such an important thing it doesn't matter who you are whether you're a man or woman I think this again we go back to the depth of um, understanding of respect acknowledgement and recognition I, I think this is a bigger thing than women and men. Uh, so when we really believe in that and we are aware of that, uh, that is so important. Even if anyone has a small piece in anything, you know, they need to be recognized. So um, imagine add to that someone uh, who is minority, add to that and someone is a woman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Add to that when a person is a person of color, a person of minority in any ways. So that hurts even more, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's important to consider all of these when you're dealing with people because they have a very sensitive spirit. If we believe that, uh, then we walk differently. We um, communicate differently. Yeah, I, I, a question then for you to follow up with that. I, I don't disagree with that at all. And if it's a, if you are a minority that hurts you, and my question for you is, can you say more about why is is that? Because I'm, I feel alone and I don't have support, or is I'm treated because I'm a minority? Or tell me, say more about what you. I appreciate you brought that question, Dan. 
Um, I think well, we all deal with people. They come to us when they have questions, that they have issues. And we have heard from many people that sometimes they bring up something that we help them to walk through this and look at it differently. For example, if someone is from minority, a gay, lesbian, uh, people of color, immigrant, all of that, imagine, put it in an umbrella different than the um you know, mainstream. So when something happens, they're more sensitive because they have walked in a society that they have been attacked, um, not physically, but mentally. And a lot of it is from inner self. You know, when you feel like you're less, when you feel you're different, when you have experience that people have targeted you as, as a different person, you actually, um, layer by layer, you have gone through these steps in life that now you have become even more sensitive to whoever you are, in what capacity you're considered in that minority group. And that's why I say, if you are a minority, you even take it um, deeper to the hurt you've already built up this becomes even more, and it's just like a glass um, full of water and to the capacity, but then one more drop can just, um, you know, bring a lot of other things out and and, uh, just uh, start pouring. So I think the way I see it is because of that, is because sometimes we, all don't have that self-esteem to walk without really paying attention to what's what is happening. We all are human beings with sensitivity, with attention to others, with checking to see what how other people are treating us, how other people are treating each other. So imagine all of this is happening. And if you are, let's say, a gay or lesbian or any of the minorities, any people of color, any people of the um, immigrant community, you've gone through so much already. But now you are in a team that you're working together. You have already felt all these happening to you with, um, you know, being undermined in many places. So all of a sudden, let's say Alex is in charge of the program and he appears with, um, you know, the person who's done the project and doesn't even recognize his team, then that may hurt many people more so you know you know what i mean that's how i see it i would say he's a man he's a man and then there are a bunch of women working with him thinking oh he's undermining women working with him Mm -hmm. they don't think maybe alex is ignorance i'm sorry alex this is just an example yeah (laughs) alex is a man of power that think (laughs) you know he he is powerful and doesn't pay attention to women none of that you know except that oh alex is undermining women can we just make sure to let listeners know i'm not undermining women (laughs) well especially you (laughs) alex can we just say that? Well, I, w- I wanted to add to to comment on the, even the word sensitive. I think it's one of those things where it can be used in a negative way. It's like, oh, you're so sensitive. And it's one of those things. I don't think it comes from a place of 
we're just temperamental about that. It's, it's because there's been hurt and injustices before. It's like, if our skin is raw, it's like your, your skin is sensitive because something has happened to it. It's not just because it's that way. And so these things, exactly the the death by a thousand cuts. I mean, these things hurt, they take a toll. And at some point, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing that's tricky sometimes is you don't know when that, you know, like you said, that one more drop of water is going to happen and overflow. There's been times where I've personally, uh, as uh, related to my culture, my background, have experienced slights. And there's times where I'm just like, oh, that person's stupid. And I just kind of walk away. There have been other times where it's just like, it was enough for me to get angry and to get frustrated. Uh, I can't tell you like the recipe. I can't say, oh, if a person says this to me, then yeah, I'm going to get angry or yes, I'm going to do that. And I imagine too, for any uh, person of uh, uh, from any background and, you know, even, you know, who are discriminated, including women, I mean, you, you don't know where that breaking point is. But I think if you're bombarded on multiple levels of discrimination and inequality, um, it's going to take a toll and it's going to uh, impact uh, and, and lead to some kind of reaction or response. I, I'm glad, Alex, you mentioned that. This is something, again, bigger than this, because when you are sensitive about fairness, about justice, you naturally become sensitive. You know what I mean? Because if you are a person who cares about all of these, then you become sensitive not only about yourself, when you see inequality, when you see uh, injustice, when you see uh, lack of fairness, you are sensitive to it because you see someone is doing something that's unfair to another person, then you stand up for it. So I think this comes again from who we are as a person and how important is to us as a person that justice needs to be in place. Fairness needs to be in place, regardless of any of this. We get to another break. We come back to continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد امروز من در کنار دو تن از دوستان و همکارانم دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی در خدمتون هستیم و در مورد روز زن که 8 مارچ دوشنبه امسال بود و امروز ما چون در اون روز برنامه نداشتیم داریم راجبش صحبت میکنیم برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم
We're back with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi. We continue our conversation about International Women's Day, which happened on Monday, March the 8th. International Women's Day is a global holiday celebrated annually on March 8 to commemorate the cultural, political, and socioeconomic achievement of women. It is also a focal point in the women's rights movement, bringing attention to issues such as gender inequality, reproduction rights, and violence against women. So March 8 is always celebrated and uh, it's a civil awareness day, women and girls day, uh, anti-sexism day, anti-discrimination day, uh, so today uh, we talked about all these issues and also our personal uh, view of uh, inequality. And also we talked about how as an individual, we need to not only, this is bigger than just women and men, just believing in justice, believing in fairness, believing in the sensitive spirit that is in each of us. Uh, and we talked about, actually recognition, acknowledgement, any human being likes to be acknowledged and to be uh, attended to, uh, especially when it comes to teamwork, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to every aspect of life that there's a community. So today we got um, to the point that um, Alex was, uh, Dr. Andrade was talking about uh, the importance of uh, you know, um, recognizing that why a person is sensitive is not because they're just sensitive. And we don't take this as, as a negative because it's so much wounds that has happened that have happened to people. And therefore, it's we talked about like the last drop in a full glass that overflow the water. So um, we like to continue our conversation. I would like to jump in here. I think important to recognize that to some extent, the reason why some people push back is we're all wounded in some way. Like we've all suffered slights. And oftentimes the message received as, oh, it's only about those people's slights. And then people feel, well, what about my slight? What we're talking about here, I believe, we want to address everybody's, we want to address everybody's wound at some Right now, what we want to look at is this have been, and let's figure out how we can, and then let's look at another group. Everybody at some point addressed in that way. It's an important thing to keep in mind that we're all, we're all walking wounded in some way. It's just important not to like, yeah, let's get, we want to get to yours too. Right now, let's just do this. So in some ways, this push is also a, a asking for people to have an ability to be tolerant, not just tolerance in general, but Yes, don't let go of your own, old, your own wounds and become bitter and jaded, but to pay attention and say, yeah, that's what it feels like. To Let's see if we can help each person. Can you, for the moment, hold off on your own needs and help? And we all have to do it. Parents, we have to do it. If we're in the workplace, we have to. You have to. You, we can't all get everything address right now let's work on this group for right this group it brings I, I totally agree with you Daniel I think that the tough part and, and sometimes I see the the struggle the difficulty that people have with that particularly of the the group that is not being impacted is to say well how long do we allow for that hurt I think it's one of those things if we were to say well you said something to me it hurt 
And then if we say, well, you know, we need to get over it. You know, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's difficult to say, what is that time frame? What is that experience of processing that I, I, I see? And I've talked about this before on the idea of social justice, you know, uh, as individual groups, I think we do need to come together and, and solidify in those ways. But we also need to be able to, to transcend that and take that next step and to unify as a larger whole, uh, kind of as you're saying. And I think it's one of those things where what does that process look like? How do we go about doing that? We can't say, okay, yes, I hurt, you hurt, now get over it. It, it has to be something where we're acknowledging it in a way, the, the full weight of it and the full impact. And so that we can real, really authentically be empathetic to each other's slights and the hurts that they've encountered. And I think it's it's tough because there's no rule of thumb. There's no no guiding kind of way to do that. And I think when when there's continuous hurt and continuous injustice, it ends up leading people to retreat back to what they know. And that's sometimes within their own groups or within the, their own, um, uh, you know, clusters, whatever you want to call it. And so it makes it really difficult to say how, you know, who's who's brave enough to venture forth and say, like, let's, let's try to heal on a larger level. I, I think it's something I personally have been uh, somewhat frustrated with when it comes to, you know, trying to transcend and grow from a lot of the, the racial issues in, in the US in that way, where, um, you know, it's, we, we have this constant onslaught of racism and discrimination. It's almost as though, like, when is it safe enough to venture forth to really start to try to heal? And it's because these cuts keep happening. And, and we can say the truth, the, you know, the same is true for women in that way. These things keep happening. These threats are still there. And so, yeah, I think it's, and again, I don't want to say, an, I don't want to say it's an ideal place to get to, because hopefully it becomes realistic at some point. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a hard place to get to. And then, you know, who goes first? How do we, how do we be vulnerable enough, but yet brave enough to, to say this needs to be different? Have you heard the quote that people who are deeply wounded become either very bitter or very and to me what that speaks to is this idea of yes we've all been wounded but all what do we do? so the bitter route is well it happened to me it'll happen to you the kind route is using the knowledge of what that feels like to help make it happens less to others i mean i'm thinking for myself i don't know if you said i'm about Oh, it was you, Alex, not getting recognized, somebody not. And I can remember working very hard for a particular comp mm. and the person who got, and I did most of the legwork on putting that together. Remember the person got up as a C and thanked everybody involved. They left one person. Oh, I hate that. I, <laughs> I hated that. I did not like that at all. And I, I struggled with that for a few days and mm. tried to decide, well, but what it did was it made me, I, at least I, I believe a better person in thanking other people when they up at the project. And I'm sure I made some mistakes aloft, which I grew from it. And I guess it's the other thing as I'm talking now, I just have to realize sometimes people make mistakes, even though they're trying to, but the whole point, what I'm trying to say, not this is how great the whole point <laughs> Pray, praise, know. praise, Dan, praise be Daniel. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> is that what we want to say? <laughs> uh, no, my point is just what do we do with with what's happened? Can we use it to help make the world for others less? Well, Dan, I I like you brought that point. Uh, it's hurtful sometimes, but then you when you grow 
internally, when you grow as a person and put your egos behind, even though it hurts, you actually immediately bring up all those good things that you did for the good of the organization, for the good of people who attended. And at that point, I think this is so important how we internally internalize it and grow out of it in a positive way. Because if you, I mean, we all are human beings. We talked about that. We like acknowledgement. We like recognition. Some people do more, some people do less. Um, But even if some people do a little bit, they need to be recognized. But on the other hand, I'm just thinking it all depends on how much egoistic you are, how much ego is in you that you like to boost that ego. So in order to really um, walk in the world with different attitude, we have to really constantly remind ourselves that is this to show off in front of people here to say, this is who I am, and this is what I do. And this is, you know, how much I have power, or I'm empowered to do this and that. Or is it between you and the universe, and you just give it to the universe without even want, without even um, desire, having the desire to be recognized. You know what I mean? It's, it's just one higher level that we have to raise ourselves to that point. I know it's a very difficult level to be at, and it needs daily work and reminder to our, reminding to ourselves that this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. I'm not living to look at other people to see me. I want to do what is good for the good of the order. It's not because I want to be recognized. I think this is really, really important because I it's know- It's hard though. It's hard it's though too. As people, very hard. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah, people, we, we want to be acknowledged for the amount of effort and energy we put in, not beyond that sometimes. And so, yeah, I think we we do those things to not not to be recognized that just that that level of acknowledgement, you know, for the equal level of acknowledgement, especially too, because that's the thing, even in Dan's example, it's, 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 it's not equal. Everybody else was acknowledged, but he wasn't. So it's not equal. And it's not like oh, that was very I, hurtful. I well, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not just that everybody was acknowledged the same level. You know, Dan's not over here saying, well, I did more, so I should be acknowledged even more than that. No, but to not be acknowledged at all. I mean, that does feel a way. And, and you're right. I think it's tough. You know, when do we say in our minds, well, I know I did a lot of work and I know that everybody knows that I contributed. So that's enough. Well, yeah, th- there's some truth to that, too. But again, because it's less than what everybody else was, we can't help but feel that. And again, it's, it's the human part of us. I always right. say. I would say my greatest, uh, my greatest weakness is that I'm a human being and I have emotions, but it's like, it's our greatest strength too. Absolutely. Just, what it, yeah, I get that. We're absolutely. And, and here's the question. How should we handle this situation? Do you, if you know that person that, you know, purposefully did that, that's really brutal. If that person is ignorant, you know what I mean? It's like, they need to grow. But if they did it purposefully, I would definitely talk to them, you know, I would just go to them because people sometimes need to know um, to not do that to other people. You know what I mean? I mean, 
I'm just maybe I express myself in many ways if there's a room for it. But if that single person did it out of ignorance, out of getting back to you, out of, um, you know, just wanting to, um, I don't know, maybe had some other issues, but I would definitely talk to that person and say, hey, what was the reason <laughs> they mentioned my name? What happened? I mean, even if it's jokingly, you know what I mean? It's just like with laughter. Hey, I was standing there waiting for you to mention my name too. What happened? You know? I think that's hard though, too. And where it's just, we, we question in our mind, you know, what, what happened? What was that? And again, I, and I think this is probably something women encounter as well. Um, just as I know people of color do, it's like, wait, is it me? Like, did they just skip me for some reason? Maybe I'm reading too much into this. Uh, you know, you're trying to make sense of it in any way you can. That's why a lot of times it takes people sometimes, you know, hours, days to, to make sense of that, let alone figuring out how to respond to that. And a lot of times those opportunities are missed because, you know, time progresses. And before we know it, it's like, wait, you know, what does it mean that I'm bringing this up three days later? You know, is it worth it in that way? And so, and again, if these are, uh, you know, if we're talking in general about like, you know, minor slights or these subtle things, it makes it even more difficult in that way. So I think, I think there's also that issue of it's often, it's irritating for one. And, and when it builds up, then we start to see it more often. It's like, there can be a confirmation bias is like, yep, here we go again. But there is also that issue of if you're highly pissed about something, it may not be the best time. It might be a good time to bring it up, but it may not be the best time. And that was I did not bring it up because I thought, boy, if I did, I'm just going to flame it. So I, I didn't I, I didn't do that. But I think there is the the issue of accumulation. And then what happens is even like you said, even if it's a small or very minor thing, it doesn't feel minor. It's the drop that fills the bucket, like Sade said. And then it's like, here, get red, better get ready because here I come. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, even it has happened to me. We were traveling for women a few years ago. And then one of these women always gave the phone to me and said, take a picture of us. And then kind of excluding me in the picture. You know what I mean? It was just like, so I was, I did it one day, the second day, every single time she Mm. stood up with the other two and said, take a picture of us. Then I thought, what is wrong here? Doesn't she want me to be in the picture? Is she having an issue with me or what is going on? So one day, it was just before her trip, I said, hey, when she said, oh, take a picture of us, I said, let me see what's going on here. You don't want me to be in the picture. You never invite me in the picture. So I don't know, honestly, but she just hugged me and she says, I'm so sorry. I never pay attention to that. I thought maybe, um, you know, you take better pictures and that. So anyways, we have five minutes left to our program and uh, we don't give a break, but maybe we each say our final statement and uh, finish our program. I'll jump in there first. Yeah, I want to encourage people to, and, and again, it's, it's a simple idea, but it's a very complex and, and challenging thing to do. It's literally just putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Think about what they must be feeling and what they must be going through. 
And I think, you know, we all have our blind spots. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes it, the word privilege, I think is used too frequently. I think it's uh, because it, it sends the idea of it being intentional. And I think a lot of times it's not intentional. It's just, we have these blind spots because of those things that we have in our life and, and just how we see the world. And so it's always important to, you know, recognize those blind spots. And one way to do that is say, what must that person be experiencing? What must they go through? And how can I try to understand that a little bit more, empathize with them a little bit more so that I can try to treat them more fairly? All right. Very nicely stated, Alex. I would follow up with what kind of person do you want to be? And when something like this happens, uh, what do you want to become bitter or do you want to become kind? And kind does not necessarily mean doing nothing, but kind means how do I want my countenance or my demeanor to be? And are you becoming that kind of a person? Yeah, and I want to say we each react or act based on who we are, based on the way we've been raised, experienced life. But uh, I, I believe that whenever things happen um, and we have the sensitivity to that issue that happened, we need to bring it up at the right time. I agree, um, Dan, that maybe at the time that something happens, the wound, the anger, the issue is so severe in us that we may not present it in a good way. But I really believe um, for different reasons, if the person is ignorant, he or she is going to learn that this happened and this shouldn't happen to other people. And if the person does anything purposefully, needs to know that you get it, it wasn't right, you were wounded, you were sensitive to it, and they better stop that. And if there are people that they're really out there, not even knowing what's going on, it's a good point to um, bring them, you know, uh, on the track that, hey, you know, these are sensitive issues, people are sensitive to all these things. And you, um, you know, you said that you did that, um, because I, I really believe in people need um, reminders. So with that, I want to say, Thank you again for such a great conversation. Uh, we always have so many issues to talk about and uh, our time is limited. So happy um, Women's International Day that we passed on Monday. And uh, we are going to meet again tomorrow to converse about another issue.
Oh, shit, uh-huh. 